Are you sober curious? Maybe you're looking to drink less this holiday season. Maybe you're thinking about a dry January. Whatever the case may be, if you are looking to change your habits with alcohol and your relationship with alcohol, then this is the episode for you. In honor of my fourth year of sobriety, I wanted to share four tips that have helped me to stay sober for the last four years. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to up-level your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. As you heard in the intro, this week I'm sharing four tips on how I've been able to stay sober in the last four years. So, at the time of release, the day that this is released, the following day, December 22nd, is actually my four year of alcohol-free sobriety date. I knew it was towards the end of the December. I just forgot which day it was. And I looked it up literally this morning and I was like, oh shoot, that's coming up. So in honor of that, I know a lot of people like to try these different challenges in January, or maybe you're going home for the holidays and you're just a little bit nervous. Maybe you've been trying to drink less. I wanted to share with you how I've been able to maintain sobriety over the last four years. And honestly, it's been pretty effortless once I got through that first like year, year and a half. But first, what am I grateful for this week? Well, I am grateful for so much, but I have to say this week, I am grateful for having a good overnight face cream because let me tell you, it's getting dry here in Arizona. I'm a combination skin girly. I have a little oil, a little dry, and winter always wrecks me, but I have a really thick night cream that I absolutely love. It's Monate's Overnight Cream, and I think it's called Night Haven if I'm remembering correctly. I'll put the link in the show notes, Um, but I've been using it for years now, and it is my go-to, especially in the winter. I mostly use Monate skincare products. I do have a couple other brands that I'll use like their face wash, but most of my skincare routine is Monate and I love it. So I've noticed lately my skin is just looking extra good with the different nutrition habits I've implemented as well as a few tweaks to my skincare. And so I'm just really loving it. I'm also using Tula's face wash. I think it's the probiotic face wash. I can put that in the comments as well. I don't have an affiliate link for them, but I'll still share it from like, I don't know, their website. And I have to say my friend gifted it to me and I am loving it because I'm a little bit picky on face wash. And that was like one of the only Monate products that I didn't use. Like I didn't use their face wash. I tried and I just didn't love any of them. So that's what I am grateful for. I guess it's also kind of what am I loving, but I'm just really grateful to have like products that I know work for me. 
I guess. Now, what am I loving? This might be a little corny and I'm actually so excited because tonight I'm going to snuggle up on the couch and I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. If you're on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing my Christmas sweater and I am going to be sitting down. I'm going to put the holiday on or maybe serendipity. Those are two of my favorite holiday movies and I'm going to do some wedding planning right now. So I'm an indecisive girly. So I've been really struggling with this because I just know the vibe. I don't really know. I don't even know what season, guys. Like, I see summer weddings. I'm like, oh, that would be beautiful. I see fall weddings. That would be beautiful. I see winter, like a winter wonderland. Like, how cute would that be? And I love it all. So what am I currently loving? I'm loving Pinterest because, honestly, Pinterest is like a search engine, guys. It's not just another form of social media. It's literally a search engine. And I'm loving that I have some friends that are willing to just listen to me talk about it all the time because it is one of those things that it is just all consuming. It is literally all consuming. I'm like, I just need to fucking at least figure out a date, like just a date. We don't have a date yet at the time that I'm recording this. So I'm loving Pinterest. It's giving me all the good ideas. I'm also loving, there are so many fucking blogs. Let me tell you, like we are at the moment leaning towards a non-traditional wedding. Um, And there are so many vlogs with resources and Pinterest is such a great way to find them. And I'll be honest, guys, Pinterest is my favorite social media. I fucking love Pinterest. It makes my heart so happy. It's just so pretty. So that's what I'm loving. I'm loving Pinterest. I always love Pinterest, but especially with this season of my life, like they link different wedding dresses to Etsy and all that cool stuff. There are, there are just so many fucking resources. I absolutely love it. So What are we talking about this week? As I mentioned before, I'm going to share with you four tips that have helped me over the past four years of sobriety. And my first, first, if you don't know my story, really quick recap. I decided to go sober in December of 2019. I really kind of thought about it before that, more like August, but I didn't fully, fully commit until December of 2019. And There's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into all of them, but long story short, I was someone that I didn't drink daily, but when I did drink, I did not have an off switch. I did not know this concept of moderation. I'm like, who is she? What is that? I couldn't fucking tell you. And because of that, I would black out like a lot. Like whenever I would drink, I would black out is what it was getting to. And so even though I didn't drink often, it was getting destructive. And I realized that my relationship with alcohol was really unhealthy. And something my therapist had said to me, he was like, if you got in a car accident eight out of 10 times that you drove a car, you'd probably stop fucking driving. I mean, he didn't say fucking. I said that. But you know what I mean? Like, he's like, you would stop driving if you got in a car accident eight out of 10 times. And I was literally blacking out like eight out of 10 times I was drinking. And again, it's not like I would go into the scenarios being like, I'm going to black out tonight. I just was like, had no control. Like, I had no moderation. And the more I've learned about myself, honestly, it makes sense. I have an addictive personality and um, I really struggle with like impulse control and overindulging in general. I've talked about this in the past with other things. And so I honestly just one day decided like, I'm done. That's it. I've never gone to AA. I'll talk about that more later. Um, And I was able to just go cold turkey, but I know that's not everyone, but I do think that me not drinking daily was helpful because I was able to just implement certain tips that I'm going to share with you guys for when I was in a situation where maybe in the past I would have been drinking and then I wasn't anymore. So that's what I wanted to talk about because I know holiday seasons can be very triggering if you're sober. 
I know that a lot of people try to start the new year with like a sober journey or even just taking a month off with no intention of it lasting longer that month. I still want to give you some tips and tricks to like help it be the most successful. And honestly, guys, like I don't miss it at all. Like I really don't. I have moments every once in a while where I'm like, shit, I really wish I could drink. But honestly, guys, if I'm in that state, typically it means I'm unwell in the head. Um, because I really, through therapy and through different 12-step programs I'm, I currently do, I realized that for me, I was using it to cope. I was using it to cover up emotions. I was in a really unhealthy relationship at the time. I was, I was dealing with a lot of shit, to be quite honest. I was getting triggered regularly and I didn't have a healthy outlet for those triggers. And so I'm really grateful that I made the decision to step into the sober lifestyle. Now, I do not judge anyone who isn't sober. I don't like I hang around people who drink all the time. I still go to bars with friends, but I want to share with you how I'm able to do that. I feel like I have a very normal life. And yeah, I mean, definitely some people out there judge me and they don't understand my lifestyle choices. But I was like to a point where I knew if I didn't stop, I might like ruin my life, to be quite honest, like without getting into all the details, guys, I knew that um, I was getting to the point where I will literally fuck over everything I've worked hard for and like just screw myself over if I do not get my shit together. And so that's what happened. So now in honor of four years, which I can't believe it's been four years on one hand, it seems like just yesterday. And then on the other hand, it feels like forever ago. Um, but I'm just so excited. So I want to share my tips with you and hopefully they help you. If you guys have any questions, please, please, please feel free to reach out. Okay. So my first tip is really, it's going to be a little corny, but it's identifying why you're even making this decision. You know, going sober, especially in today's society, though, I think it's getting more popular. I really do. I feel like there's this sober movement, which I fucking love, but it's going against the grain. It's going against the norm and it can get very difficult because it is so just standard in our society to drink. So when you don't drink, people are like, um, why? Like, why? What are you doing? What the fuck? That makes no sense. So I think it's very important to identify why is it that I made this decision? Why am I making this commitment to myself? And so that when things like get difficult, you have that reminder. I mean, this sounds so silly, but in network marketing, that was one of the biggest things I heard is you have to know your why. Like your why needs to make you cry. And I'm not saying like your why needs to make you cry. But for example, for me, my why was like, I saw myself going downhill. I have a family history of alcoholism. And I was like, you know what? You obviously have an addictive personality. We need you to get your fucking shit together. And if you don't like just kiss goodbye, everything you've worked hard for, because it was getting there. Like I was, I'm shocked that <laughs> I made it through, but I did. I did. And, um, you know, I mean, I definitely was not the best that another thing though, is I also just realized I was kind of a piece of shit when I was drinking, not necessarily when I wasn't drinking. I mean, I'm sure I have my moments who doesn't, but it was not the best version of me at all, at all. And like, actually here's a bonus tip that I forgot to put in here, but I think is important. So along with identifying your why, I would also kind of come up with a little bit of an elevator pitch to people and you don't have to get specific. You do not have to tell them like your deep, dark secrets on why you decided to step into sobriety. But I will say because it is not necessarily quote normal. Now, again, I think it's getting more normal, which I love, but because it's not like the most common decision 
I highly recommend that you have a little elevator pitch because people are still rude as fuck and will ask you why. And I don't understand that. I'm going to be honest. I think it is so rude to ask someone why unless you are best fucking friends with that person or so, so close. But when it's just like someone you're kind of friends with or kind of acquaintances with, it makes actual no sense to ask someone why they're sober. It is none of your fucking business. I'm just going to be blunt with you. It is literally none of your business. But because we live in a society where people think it is your business, I highly recommend having something to say because if not, you might be stumped. You might feel pressured to say something that you may regret. And so for me, instead of getting into all the reasons why I decided to um, become sober and telling them all the horrible times I was a piece of shit, I literally would say, you know what? I just realized that I was not my best self when I was drinking and I need to take a break. And maybe it's permanent, maybe it's not, you know? And I went into it being like, who knows? Maybe someday I'll be able to drink again. And honestly, with the work I've done now, I think I could. I really do think I could. I think I'm in such a better place mentally that I could probably have alcohol and it not be just a coping mechanism. But for me, I don't miss it and it's not really worth the risk. So I'm not going to be doing that as of now. I mean, maybe I'll change my mind 10 years down the road. I'm not saying I'll never change my mind. But as of now, I love being sober and there are so many resources there. And I'll put that towards the end of the episode. Um, there are so many non-alcoholic beverages that you can have now. So it's just, it's important to have a reason for yourself on why you're doing it. But I would also think of a little bit of an elevator speech, just a really quick, like one sentence, two sentence reason on why you're not drinking to shut people up. I mean, you could just be like blunt be like, it's because I'm an alcoholic and just stare and make them uncomfortable and realize their question was rude. But if you don't want to do that, (laughs) if you don't want to do that, then I would come up with some sort of like elevator pitch, a little thing that will give them a reason and shut them up, to be quite honest. And again, for me, it was usually something along the lines of, honestly, I was just not the best version of myself and I didn't like how it made me feel. So I've decided to stop. End of fucking story. And if they really dig deeper, that's when I would actually maybe make them feel uncomfortable and be like, it's really none of your business. Like no one is entitled to hear that story. So just giving you permission to tell people to kind of fuck off politely. Now, (laughs) my second tip is, so first one, identify your why. Second tip, have a support system. Find a support system because it is, especially if you are someone who is doing it because um, you feel like you have an addiction or you just are realizing it's kind of harmful to your life, not Maybe you don't need this if you're like, I'm just doing dry January just because I feel like it. Though I do think this could still help, honestly. But having a support system is incredibly important. So I mentioned that I did not do AA. And that is accurate. That is true. I did not do AA. Um, But I did have a good support system. You know, my best friends were very supportive. My family was pretty supportive. Uh, My partner at the time was like, relatively supportive. But I just knew that it was what was best for me. And so I made sure that the people in my corner were in my corner. And to be quite honest, it is a very good filter for not good friends because I have had several people in my life that have separated themselves from me because I stopped drinking. I've had people judge me for it. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, I found this out later, like after we stopped being friends, but apparently this one girl that I was friends with asked another friend, like, why can't she have just one? And it's like, have you never heard of an addict? 
Like, have you never heard of alcoholism? It just blows my mind. So honestly, making sure that you have supportive people in your corner, because especially if you're struggling, you will probably have hard days. It is not necessarily an easy adjustment. I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat it. It's not easy, but it is worth it, in my opinion. So one thing you can do is find a buddy. Say you're doing dry January. Do it with a buddy. Get, get a group. Get a couple people that are doing dry January. You guys can all cheer each other on, all support each other. Another thing I recommend, I know I said that I did not do 12-step program, but I do think 12-step programs are great. I've never done AA, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, but I have done other 12-step programs. And honestly, I think they have been incredibly helpful to my sobriety. I did not start a 12-step program until right around my one-year sober uh, journey, actually. I started them when I moved out here to Arizona a couple months in. So like actually December of 2020, it was when I started my um, adult children of alcoholics program. And that was super helpful. And that really helped me because it helped me get to like root causes of issues. And so especially if you're someone that is thinking about being sober because you think you may be an alcoholic or are using it as an unhealthy coping mechanism, then I highly recommend a 12-step program because one thing I love about my 12-step program is it makes me feel not alone. And that's why I really recommend like a 12-step program, a buddy system, some sort of support. And, you know, in AA and other 12-step programs, you typically get a sponsor and that can be extremely helpful. So have some sort of support system and also know that people may not want to hang out with you as much and that sucks. But also I think it just shows people like their true colors, like it shows their true colors. And I think it's good information to have. And to be honest, my quote friend that had said that about me ended up being kind of a shitty friend. So good fucking riddance, <laughs> like whatever. I could really give two fucks. I wish them well, but not my problem. So just know that it is a good filter in your life. And I hope I'm not scaring you all away, but I don't want to like sugarcoat this process. It's not the easiest process. I think it's very doable. I think if you have the resources available to you and you actually utilize them. Now, I didn't put this in there and I probably should have as well. So under the support system, maybe you need to start therapy if you're not in therapy. If you have a problem and you are, I don't want to say a problem, that sounds negative, but you know what I mean. If you are struggling, if you are thinking that your drinking is out of control or out of hand and you really are looking to change that, I would, on top of, you know, maybe getting a buddy, maybe joining a 12-step program, getting a therapist. You know, I think everyone needs therapy though, so I'm just very pro-therapist. Now, my third tip, and this is hard around the holiday season, okay? I know this is difficult. But do your best to not put yourself in situations that are going to tempt you, that are going to make your sobriety more difficult. Um, you want to set yourself up for success. You know, if you are looking to not drink, then you need to find, for example, I know one of my biggest adjustments was just like, what do I do with my friends? Like, we have such a culture around drinking in the, in the United States. Like, it's pretty bad. You know, everyone just goes to bars and everyone just wants to like go to restaurants and like always be drinking. And like, if you don't drink, people ask you a million questions on why you're not drinking. And that can be tough. So set yourself up for success. And that doesn't mean you can't go to dinner. And I'm going to say what I do when I go out in my next tip. 
But you want to make sure, especially in like the early stages, like you may need to find new ways to hang out with people. So maybe that's going to a farmer's market. Maybe that's going to a workout class. Maybe that's going for a walk. Maybe that's going for coffee instead of alcohol. Like I'll be honest, I have a caffeine problem. I drink too much caffeine. I drink too much coffee. And you know what? Hot take. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit at all. Want to know why I don't give a shit? Because your girl needs a fucking vice. Holy shit, I need a vice. So that means that I am going to keep drinking coffee and you can pry it away from me from my cold, dead hands, okay? I don't give a fuck. And I think that's okay. Finding something else. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's seltzer water. Maybe it's tea. Maybe you become a tea snob or a coffee snob or something else, a matcha snob. I don't fucking know. Just whatever floats your boat. But put yourself in situations where you are most likely to succeed and don't put yourself in situations where you're most likely to be tempted. Okay, guys, I just have to let you in on a little secret, a little behind the scenes thing right now. So (laughs) I'm recording. And if you're watching on YouTube, you may be like, she looks a little distracted. Well, that's because one of the dogs decided to start pawing me and is under my desk demanding pets while I'm recording this. So I'm currently petting one of the puppies because he is like pawing at me if I don't. So I'm sorry. (laughs) If you see me look at him on the YouTube, it's because he's being a little baby and he just needs his mommy's love. Okay, back to it. So First step, identify your why. Second step, have a support system. Third step, don't put yourself in situations where you will be tempted. Now, my fourth tip, lesson, step, whatever, is have a plan if you're going to be around it. And so this is big around the holidays, right? Maybe you're new to your sober journey. Maybe this is the first time you've had to go home for the holidays since starting your sobriety journey. Having a plan for when you're put in a situation where you know there's going to be alcohol around. So I don't know about you. And I do think this is actually partially why I struggled with drinking, but I am a drink girly. I like to have a drink in my hand most of the time. You know, if you're on the YouTube, you always see me have my emotional support water bottle. This is also a drink reminder. Let's all take a drink of water. A little ASMR for your ears. But anywho, I'm a drink girly. So For me, when I'm in social situations, it is super helpful to have something to drink when everyone else is drinking alcohol. Now, there's a lot of things you can do. And if you're going to a bar or a restaurant, if you are someone that needs to have like a special drink order, like I'll be honest, when I'm just at a restaurant, I order like iced tea, water with a lemon, you know, I will say this, it's not great for me, a Diet Coke, you know, just something. But if you're at a bar specifically and you want to like go out with your friends still, and I know I do, but also give yourself permission, a little tangent, give yourself permission to not go to those things if you think it's going to ruin your progress. If you think that I can't do this, this is not going to be good for me, like say no. It is okay to say no. You have permission to say no. You're not a shitty friend. You're not a shitty person. You need to respect yourself, okay? And you need to set yourself up for success like I was saying in that last in that last little tip. But have a plan. So a couple things I do, and I have to shout out, there are so many restaurants now that carry non-alcoholic beverages, which is amazing. Almost every restaurant I go to, and maybe it's just because I live in Phoenix, so it's like a bit, it's obviously a city. Maybe it's just because I'm in a city, but I notice this other places as well. Typically, there's one to five non-alcoholic beer options if you're at a bar 
Also, you can get like mixed drinks that don't look like they're alcohol free. So I mean, what a Shirley Temple, like, isn't that always a virgin drink? Also hot tip, ask your pregnant friends. Pregnant women always have the best mocktail recipes, I swear. And that really helped me. <laughs> I had a couple of friends who had kids around the time I was um, starting my sobriety journey and they would like give me all their tips. So some of these are them. But one of my, like when I'm at a bar, I will often order like soda water with a lime, um, just a little something and you carry it around and no one fucking knows. And also half the time the bartender doesn't charge you. I mean, sometimes they will, but if I'm like with a group and that's what I order, they pretty much never fucking charge me ever. Hardly ever. You can also ask them to make you a mocktail and they very well might. And let me tell you, sometimes they have been so good whenever I've tried like whatever mocktail I make. Okay, so if I'm at a restaurant, here are things that I will order. A soda water with lime. No one is going to know what's in that drink, okay? It could have alcohol. No one's going to know. And one reason I like to have a drink in hand honestly, is to shut people up. I hate to say it, but you don't realize how much drinking is in the culture until you are choosing to not do it. And then people are like, um, why? What are you doing? You know? So first of all, I like to have something in my hand. It makes me feel included. Like I said, I'm a drink girly. So I think that's part of it. But uh, soda water with lime or lemon or whatever. I believe it's called a Shirley Temple. Aren't those like non-alcoholic. Um, I don't really get them often. I think I had them at a wedding. They're very good. I'm a big fan of ginger beer. So you could do like a virgin Moscow mule. You can have just ginger beer alone. I love ginger beer because it has a little kick and I really only have it when I'm like out. I don't buy it hardly ever. And then like I said, there are a ton of non-alcoholic brands. You know, a lot of the major beers have a non-alcoholic version. Like I think there's but I know there's Bud Light Zero, there's Heineken Zero. I like Heineken Zero. I think that's my favorite of the just normal beers. But then there's a ton of non-alcoholic um, brewing companies now or non, yeah, like non-alcoholic companies and they are making some really good shit. My favorite one I think is going to be Athletic Brewing Company. And I used to love like craft beer and like sours. I love sours. And so what I love about Athletic Brewing Company is they make so many different types of non-alcoholic beverages. And honestly, if you did not know that it was non-alcoholic, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Like it tastes like it tastes like an IPA or it tastes like a sour or whatever the case may be. They have like several, like they have a really good grapefruit one I like in the summer and they have like a fake IPA, which I liked IPAs. So I like that. And it's just one of those things where it really just like lifts up the mood. I don't know how to explain it. I just really enjoy it. So I highly recommend finding a drink that you like that you order when you're out and that's going to help you um, to be successful. So and okay, also bring it with you to the function. So for example, if you're going somewhere for the holidays, I would stock up on your favorite non-alcoholic drink and have it with you so that, you know, when everyone else is drinking, you have something. I mean, one of the sweetest things when we, when we got engaged was his friend and his friend's girlfriend brought me non-alcoholic. They brought me like sparkling cider. Like they got champagne for everyone else and they got me sparkling cider because they knew I was sober. And that just meant the world to me. And like I've had friends, there's like non-alcoholic wine, there's sparkling beverages. Like 
I love LaCroix. I mean, I know it's just sparkling water, but I love, love, love LaCroix and like other flavored sparkling waters because again, like you add, like you can make so many good mocktails. There's so many good mocktail recipes out there. So many good, like I was talking about Pinterest earlier. Look it up on Pinterest. Look it up on TikTok. Look it up on Instagram. There are so many resources nowadays for non-alcoholic drinks. I think in a way, even though drinking is so ingrained in our culture, I also feel like we have more resources than we ever had to make it as easy as possible. So I really hope that this helped. Let me go through my tips really quick. Just a quick, quick reminder. So again, I'm four years sober tomorrow, which is so exciting now based on like the day this releases. So my tips, identify your why. Make sure you know why you're doing it because it's going to remind you when things get tough. Have a support system, whether that's a program, a sponsor, your family, your friends. Just make sure you have people that have your back because it will make it way fucking easier. And if you don't, go seek them out, like in a 12-step program. Let me tell you, some of the nicest people I've ever met are in 12-step programs. I'm obsessed. Okay. Three, do not put yourself in situations where you are going to be tempted or you think you will fail. Okay. Like just do not put yourself in sticky situations. Be smart. And if you have to go do something, here's my fourth tip. If you have to go out or if you are like, I want to go, but I want to make sure that I do not break my sobriety, plan ahead. Either have a drink you know you're going to order, bring something with you. I swear that that is the biggest, I think that is the biggest thing is you have to be intentional, just like an eating plan, just like when I'm on a diet or something. If I'm not being intentional, then I am not as likely to succeed, okay? Like that is just a fucking fact. So be intentional know that you can do this. I believe in you guys so much. Please know that it's okay to make this decision. A lot of people do not understand it, but I do not regret it for one fucking minute. It was the best decision of my life. And you know yourself. I remember when I first decided to become sober, someone was like, but you don't have a problem. And this was someone that saw me have a problem. I'm like, you of all people, you should know I have a problem. You've been dealing with the problem. Like what? So (laughs) do what's best for you. Like stay true to yourself. Know that you can do this. And if you're just doing a dry January, like good for you, like live your best life. Know that, know that it's possible. It's doable. And I think it's a fun thing to try. I think I do encourage, like, say you're someone that isn't normally like gives a shit about being sober, but you want to just take a month off. I think having those little resets are so good for you, so good for your health. So I hope this helps. Now let's see what chakra card the universe has in store for us today. Okay, y'all. I'm telling you, these cards have been so interesting lately because I feel like every week we're getting very similar messages. So I think there must be something bigger going on in the collective. So we got the soul healing card, which is connected to the soul star chakra. If you have a clear quartz crystal, that is what I would recommend. And so this is to remind you that there is deep soul healing at hand today, okay? Your soul is the all-powerful consciousness, the all-powerful part of yourself, and it is undergoing this awakening, and that can stir things up in your life, okay? It can allow you and require you to change. It can help you to expand, and it just is a rite of passage, okay? So you are undergoing this rite of passage where things that are not working in your life are being reviewed. So get ready. You may have some things like fall apart. You know, last week we got the spiritual awakening card. This week we got the soul healing card. And I believe we've gotten both of these cards 
several times in the last couple months. So the affirmation is I'm open to receive deep soul healing now and embrace the support of pure love to guide my healing journey. Okay, so soul healing allows for healing on all levels of your being, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So be sure to nurture yourself through the process. Be gentle with yourself. Things that are not working in your life, review them. If you're noticing that maybe you're feeling stuck in an area, you're struggling in an area, learn to let go. And honestly, with this whole episode, I talked about being sober and sobriety, and that was one of the most soul healing things I could do. And I think it was because I was letting go of something that no longer served me and stepping into a newer version of myself. Okay. So your soul holds the medicine for your healing and just know that you need to nurture yourself through this process and know that awakening is happening and you need to allow the process to happen. So just know that with this healing, you're going to have to nurture yourself, nurture yourself through the process and know that the process you are going through is a powerful injection of positive light from your soul. And it's going to help you to deeply heal. So do not give up on yourself. Uh, Again, the affirmation is I am open to receive deep soul healing now and embrace the support of pure love to guide my healing journey. So healing is at hand, my friends. Just know, I think that's so prudent too, just with with the sober conversation. I know sobriety has been one of the most healing things I could do for myself and it wasn't easy, but it was a hundred percent worth it. So if you have any questions, I am just a DM away, my friends. And if you have any other topics you want me to start talking about in 2024, please let me know because we are getting close to a hundred episodes. I'm trying to think of something fun to do for episode hundred. So let me know if you guys have any questions or any suggestions, or if you have anything you want me to talk about, any guests you'd like to see on the podcast. I want to start having more guests on again, but let me guys, let me know. I'm so thankful for you. We have one more episode before the new year, and I'm going to share with you tips about how I best set up myself for success for the upcoming year. And I cannot wait to share that with you. So I will talk to you guys all next week. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I will see you guys later. Do not forget to stay empowered. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social, you can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.